and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Here you go. Here's your choices. Here come the gas prices. Oh, geez. Again, maybe. Yeah. X marks the next spot for Tesla and Twitter boss man. Serial liar Trump believes serial liar Herschel Walker's denial. Yeah. And I can't do this one because the uh, white circle of death yeah. might attack again. So I'll skip that. Yes. Uh, America finally waking up to North Carolina Senate race. <laughs> let's do that one first because we uh we've been kind of flummoxed and we've been kind of at a loss as to why people aren't discovering why ted budd the gop donald trump picked nominee uh hasn't been exposed as a complete idiot nationally brad he's really flying under the radar when it comes to your jd vances and your dr oz's and your herschel walkers and here's ted budd who's right. as dumb as oh, any of those and the, the big four includes those three, and then the guy out in Arizona, Blake Masters, Blake, Dutch Masters. I bet Blake that was the his name back in high school. Yeah, yeah. Blake the Snake Masters out in Arizona, who pairs up nicely with their idiot governor uh, candidate, Carrie Lake. All right. So, uh, like uh, those other seats you were talking about, uh, except for Georgia, which you have an incumbent running. Mm -hmm. uh, Raphael Warnock. The others are they're open seats, right? Yeah, you have retirements yeah. and, and and things of that sort. Uh, although, again, in Arizona, Mark Kelly is the incumbent, and he he should win that. But anyway, um, they've not been paying attention at all to North Carolina, and uh, Sherry Beasley now suddenly, guess what? Politico went and talked to. And if you live around here, you see this name all the time. If you're into politics, you know, one of the go-to people to get quotes on state politics around here, Michael Bitzer, Michael Bitzer of uh, Catawba College. He's the chairman of the politics department at the uh, beautiful Catawba College. What's their sports nickname, Mr. College? It's one of, it's one of the Indian tribes, and I can't remember which one because I've actually been on that campus and seen athletics. So I can't remember. It's one of the Indian tribes, is, though. Is it the Hakawis? I don't think it's the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't believe that's it. Yeah. I, should we explain? No, you know, we're not going to explain it. It's just, no. <laughs> just look up F Troop kids. Um, so Michael Bitzer says that the national Democrats are not paying attention enough. The clock has been ticking. But he thinks so far, even though it's been relegated to a second-tier status, despite being really, really close, they need to change and just maybe, maybe, sort of, sort of the National Democrats are. Um, what frustrates me, Britt, and I know you see this, we all see it. Every race, every race is always wrapped in this seat could decide the Senate. This one race yeah. is the one. Yeah. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, only one race in this country, Brit, will decide. And maybe it's just me, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a math major from college. I don't, but there are a hundred Senate seats. They are mathematically all equal when you're trying to get as high a number out of the hundred 
as possible. So to say that the Pennsylvania seat is more important than the North Carolina seat, that the Ohio seat, J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan, is more important than is just plain stupid. Don't you think this goes under the, well, they've always said it this way, so they keep saying it. <laughs> they just can't get away from it. It's right in there with the, this is the most important election of your life, which gets said all the time. But we are, I mean, we're, we're really getting down to nut cutting time. We're a month till the election. Early voting in North Carolina begins in two weeks. And, you know, everybody's kind of like, well, kind of drumming their fingers. I mean, it is, we're, we're getting, it's late in the game here. Yeah. Do you know there are already 10,000 absentee ballots that have been mailed in already? Are they, decisions? Are they mostly are they mostly from illegal aliens? No? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're mostly from Mars, Britt. And by the way, if, you, if you're on Mars, as you know, the Democrats went up there first and started registering people door to door and then started harvesting ballots um, from inside one of those craters. And I think that needs to be investigated. Uh, Professor Bitzer described Sherry Beasley, the former Supreme Court Chief Justice, as a, quote, nearly ideal candidate for North Carolina and says she can win. Yeah, she can. In spite of the fact that the Ted Budd starts in this dumbass state with that natural advantage that Republicans have because there are more stupid people here than, than we like to. <laughs> <laughs> so true well no but if you're also if you're nationally and you're someone particularly if you're a minority and you work for the party and you've been told hold on we're going to promote a lot and you see a black woman running for senate and then you see the democratic party the national party going i don't know i'm not sure if we're going to commit to the race or not you kind of start scratching your head a little bit don't you i mean you would have to wouldn't you i don't i i, I don't want to think that way at all yeah, but the evidence. I don't want to. I don't want to. And here's let me translate beyond what you're just saying. What yeah. you're saying is that the National Democratic Party, the Democrats, which have been for the last sixty years, yeah, uh, more attuned, but not enough attuned, as yeah. you know, to uh, minority issues. James Clyburn of South Carolina in effect, is responsible 100% for Joe Biden being president of the United States, all those things. Story, yeah. Yeah. But that, the, that, that there, is a, there is a racism factor in the Democratic Party that is saying, well, we would vote for her, but we know that in North Carolina, there are just enough people who just can't see black and woman. Mm, mm, yeah. I don't care what we, we're going to put our money in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're, you're, that's where you're going. Is that right? Well, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but if, again, the optics matter. I would think if, if, would you blame someone for thinking like what you just explained? I wouldn't blame someone for thinking that way. Well, you, you do, you do have to wonder, all right, here's back to a uh, uh, Bitzer. He says, if you had to paint a picture of an almost ideal democratic candidate, it would be her. She's run statewide. She's got okay. She's run statewide. That's a stretch. She she ran for a Supreme Court Chief Justice, and mm -hmm. nobody repeat yeah. nobody gets pumped up, excited, or remembers who they voted for in no. Supreme Court races statewide. But okay, uh, she's run statewide. She's got name recognition. Only 
relative to Ted Budd. That, that's fair because nobody, nobody outside of our district would know who who he is. Like and when when a- Donald Trump elevated him and said, "This is going to be my guy," that that helped his name recognition, you know, twentyfold, uh, hugely. Yeah, but twentyfold times point two gets yeah. you to uh, ten. <laughs> yeah, the, no, I, I would. Yeah, the guys. Again, you couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Uh, like twentyfold, twentyfold times point two gets you to four. Sorry. Yeah, four. I'm a math genius. I forgot. <laughs> a whiz. <laughs> All right. The only kind of strike against her is she's not very charismatic, energizing, or anything like that. She was a judge. Judges don't tend to be, unless you happen to be wildly charismatic, like oh, Roy Moore in. Right. I mean, yeah again i mean i don't know uh, rafael warnock I mean, he's he's a speaker and, and all that stuff but i don't know how charismatic he's not hulk hogan from 1986 no rafael warnock is a dynamic speaker he's out there i think you made the wrong call there uh, uh, Fetter- well i'll go i'll go with i'll go with fetterman then fetterman's like he's not you know he's 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 basically okay he's not like a huge rock star kind of guy well but, uh, and, i don't think and mark kelly mark kelly it's 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 her to 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 what was and by the way, Richard Burr. There's your comparison. Oh, yeah, I mean, Boy, there's a charismatic. There's a dynamo. Dear God in heaven. <laughs> he was enough. I mean, he was enough. Right. Um, the fundamentals of a midterm election favor. Bud says Professor Blitzer, who he called now a classic, now Trump Republican candidate, and that in a fair, real, normal world should be enough for him to get crushed. But we know that's not the way the world is. Um, but think about this. He won the Republican primary, 58%. He beat Pat McCrory by 34 points. Pat mm-hmm. McCrory was down in the low 20s. So this is a Trump candidate. Um, and... I think a referendum on Trump right now should not come out exactly as it did in 2020 in North Carolina, where Trump won the state by a a couple of points. It's a different electorate. And you have uh, January 6th that happened after the last time Trump was uh, on the ballot. And, And again, I'm living in a dream world where I think that people would think rationally and think what's best for the country and think about what you are doing um, if you enable Trumpism by voting for Ted Budd in North Carolina, because that's what you're doing. And uh, I just had, I usually don't do this, Britt, but I just had a back and forth for the last 12 hours with a guy uh, who appeared on my Facebook page. Here he comes. We don't get them very often. A committed right winger, a committed anti-abortion whack job wow a committed trumper all the way all the way and it's interesting because if you go back and forth with these people enough they all play the well you know i'm not a big fan of trump of course course. his policies that i like and it's it's everything that you i mean how come you're not talking me, me, Brett? What about the Hunter Biden thing? That was covered up. What about the fake Russia hoax? All the things that are out there. Mm-hmm. And as a great demagogue in the pantheon of great demagogues in 
world history. I put Trump right up with those people, with Joe McCarthy, with Adolf Hitler, with people uh, like that. The shit sticks because they repeat it over and over and over again. And you can see it in that exchange that I had with this guy uh, just back and forth. And, of course, they never back down. They never admit anything. They never on and on it goes. So as a result, you have a very, very tight race here in North Carolina. And as we get back to the original premise here, which is why the fuck isn't this race mentioned along with the others? And I would submit to you it's because and clearly this is intentional. Ted Budd says nothing. He says nothing in public. When was the last time you saw a clip of him saying anything? No. It's just you can't a, remember. I can't remember. Can you? No, not like at a public gathering or a rally or something? Anything. Like the thing in, in Wilmington when uh, Donald Trump was there a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know if Bud was there. I certainly didn't see any clips of it. Well, I assume he was there, but I don't, well, I don't know you, nothing. Usually, if you, if you go back and you run the, the numbers at those rallies, Trump speaks 99.9% of the time, and mm-hmm. whoever he's there to endorse gets at maximum um, 75 seconds. A minute 15, get off the stage. It's all about me. Is so it 90% of it? So you can't There's nothing to be said. 90% of it is bitching about the election being stolen from him and how they're trying to throw him in jail and how sleepy. And then like five seconds at the end is vote for Ted Budd or something like that. Uh, no, no, about usually about two thirds of the way through. Yeah. He starts to, to, to look around and he'll point and, and do demeaning little stupid things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the person will, will come up, stand behind Trump for about 20 seconds. He'll bring them up. Trump steps back, lets them speak. For I'm I'm not joking. Never, never more than a minute and a half or so, and they say nothing, and uh, then they leave. So the uh, purported rally for whoever it is in whatever state he goes to, and he only goes to North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Arizona, you know, uh-huh. the, the the places that are that are in play, the the uh, swing states, um, and and then he just goes back to. His, his bitching so that's why you would never ever see a a clip of uh, whichever local politician is supposedly the beneficiary of the rally because it's a trump rally it's not a ted bud rally it never is um but the point is again remember the democrats would be uh, 51 to 49 and i'm not saying that the North Carolina race in 2020 decided the Senate. I'm not playing that game, but the numbers are very simple. We lost North Carolina to the Republicans and the very, very weak, useless incumbent, Tom Tillis, because there was a sex scandal and it really wasn't much of a sex scandal by, it was like no abortions were paid for or anything. That's no, it was yeah, which we'll uh, get to in a by, moment. By a no. guy who, who again looked like he was out of central casting he was. for a Senate seat in North Carolina, a guy named Cal Cunningham. He gets his and, first taste uh, of fame. Caught, what was he, he get, texting? Yeah, texting he got into his He got his first taste of fame. Somebody slid into his DMs and all of a sudden he unzipped and that was all she wrote. Right. But but what but think about this. And and I, all right, think about that. 
so of course his candidacy dead. Yeah. He got whooped because of that, right? Right. Um, Herschel Walker still in there. We support him more than ever. He got a standing ovation yesterday at uh, a church that he showed up to, which you know, I'm sure it was you know, white evangelical folks who uh, are big pro-choice. On a, no, they're not. Not really. And uh, so Herschel Walker, in their judgment, it does not matter that he paid for uh, an abortion in 2009. You know, he's a changed man, Britt. He's a different guy now. And is it? I, so that's I swear what, to God, I've heard. Ready for this one? Ready? Yeah. Youthful indiscretion. How old was Herschel Walker? Like 30, uh, 35. In, in 2009. He played college football yeah, when he was 20 in what, 1980. So yeah. let's, let's do the math on that. So he was about 59 or 60. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever the fuck he was. Okay. Is he actually saying that, or are there the people who are making excuses for him saying it was a youthful indiscretion? I've not. I, I've, Cause I've like, listened to Because like 48, 48, hour, so, cause 48 hours ago was a fucking lie that the media was just making up. Now it's, oh, yeah, I did it, but you people need to get past it. Right? Well, you, no, well, you have to you have to come with a full deck of cards, Britt. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it's the first of all. There's no actual proof. Oh. Uh, we don't know whether this woman's telling the truth, and how come she hasn't spoken out in public before, yet? Before now, and the answer yeah. is because she hasn't yet, and she will because she's sitting there watching this and seething even more mm-hmm. than she did when she first talked to the daily beast and broke the story. And my bet is that uh, you will see her within the next 48 hours, somehow, somewhere with, with somebody uh, ready to talk in public. And by the way, we always said this about Trump. We always were sure that, that he's paid for multiple abortions. What do you think the chances are that that's the only check that Herschel Walker ever wrote? for something like this and by the way remember not against the law he didn't break any laws no but he's a massive hypocrite no no but he he, no it's yeah it's a massive hypocrite wouldn't it be cute if they they would post the check and it had the little georgia g on it on his checks or a mickey mouse or something on there i'm not sure which would be better yeah well remember we saw the trump checks that were written in the stormy daniels case right Mm-hmm. We, we, we so maybe we'll we'll actually see the the uh, evidence here. Here's but, the uh, here's the story. You saw you've seen like his son Christian, right? You've seen yeah. the, the rant on social media. His son Christian, who in his own right is a big right wing fuck. If you look at his feed on his social media, he loves Ron DeSantis a lot. And this kid, who's not a kid, he's an adult, is ranting against his father for different kids, four different women. He was not present in any of their lives. And now he's basically telling you, you conservatives, go eat a big one if you're still supporting this guy because he's a piece of shit as a father goes. He's horrible. He does not represent any family values whatsoever. That would be Christian Walker, who okay. affirms that you he and what? his mother... Maybe, maybe we should uh, say there is no such thing as a politician who represents family values because... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a I'm minute! That's th- not true. No, James- no, I'm starting to think. Name one. Name James one. Earl Carter Jr. Okay, how about that? Suck on it. 
No, he was just he was just a good good guy with his family. That doesn't you know, that and doesn't mean he represents. I don't know it, what the fuck family values are. What does that mean? I don't. Even it know means you're before. a good dad. You don't fuck around on your on your wife and you raise your kids even standard? during the tough. And you stay with yes, that's the standard. And James Earl Carter Jr. did that. And by the way, Roy Moore. Roy Moore, he represents family values. He doesn't go out there and you know, he has kids. He loves being a dad. He loves being a goofy dad. And he's got his wife, same wife the whole time. Yes, that's that represents family values. That, that, that whole teenage that whole teenage girl thing that that doesn't uh, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, fit into it. Sure, the thing that you just made up, yeah, that doesn't factor into it. That's correct. <laughs> Good God. Everybody's got a skeleton or two in their closet. Sure, I, I'll give you that nobody's perfect. Everybody's done some shit. But, you know, the guys that stay, Roy Moore is extremely boring. James Earl Carter Jr., extremely boring. Sorry, same wife the whole time. Raised you're, you're, the kids. Actually, you're actually equating those two on some kind of family values. Continue. Roy Moore and Jimmy Carter? Yeah. I think they're very similar. They have standard southern male haircut number two for one thing. And I, I know that Jimmy Carter's kids smoked pot in the White House. <gasps> Shock, horror. But he still figured out a way to love them, you know? It was known, apparently, for months that this was coming. His campaign team knew all about it. I guess in, in, in Georgia, it was uh, almost a, a, a fact that, uh, quote, unquote, everybody knew. Uh, they thought this would just go away, that it would never come up in the camp. How intelligent is that? When you, when you know something, oh. this explosive is there, and you just think that you'll be able to to, to walk through to uh, any kind of November without the October surprise factor. Um, it'll. Uh, but wait a minute, hang on. Okay, he's got one important backer who believes his story, Donald. And Donald Trump's statement is this. Herschel has properly denied the charges against him. Can I translate that? What that means is he's lied up to Donald Trump's standards of lying. All right. Herschel has properly denied the charges against him. And I have no doubt that he is correct. You know, you can't you can't possibly make that up, that the one person that would step forward the biggest liar in American political history, getting his endorsement, what, two years ago at the at the convention? Remember that? He was already talking about him then. He was already talking about Herschel Walker then. And uh, now, all this time later, you know, a month before the election, a, a similar story comes out. It could have been Trump, and we're positive there are Trump there are Trump girls out there who had abortion. We're sticking Again, with that. Well, the, the joke that I always had was how they always ask like presidents what a gallon of milk costs or what a loaf of bread costs. And he didn't know that, but he knew what an abortion costs down to the penny in New Jersey. If you went across the river in Newark, he could tell you exactly what an abortion yeah. would cost. See, I, I, I disagree with that because Trump pays for nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, he does because he, he had the checks in him. Uh, it's been brought to my attention. I said Roy Moore when, of course, I meant Roy Cooper. We both had stellar shows today. This has been our best of all. Wait time. a minute. Well, well, hold up. Hold up. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, I, now I got it. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me just erase. I'm going to edit everything out. Roy Cooper and Jimmy no Carter way. are very similar. Roy Moore starts banging uh, Rick, chicks and riding Rick, on horses. I am. 
I am supposed to be closer to <laughs> dementia. No fair. You don't stake out that. You don't have that ground. I'm also full of stupid neurons that are misfiring. Wait, wait, wait. Because remember, I specifically repeated the name to you a I couple know. times. And you, you never, you never. Uh... I was in the middle of my rant. So, of course, I didn't register what you were saying. Roy Cooper. Now, see, it all makes much more sense when I say uh, Cooper instead just, of more, right? You, you, what you really meant was Roy Rogers, the roast Rogers guy right. who That's had the, uh, the, the cowboy the TV great. movie career. <laughs> That's the what I was meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> I apologize for the air. We ah. went past we went past Ted Bud so quickly. Uh, for those of you that don't live in North Carolina, I'm going to show a little screen grab of uh, the commercial we're showing here. What happens is Roy. Uh, what happens here is Ted Bud is in a grocery <laughs> store showing how uh, Joe Biden has destroyed the American family by not letting them afford groceries. And there is the little girl. I don't know how old would you say that kid is? 11, 12? I don't know. Yeah. She. Yeah. She brings uh, some cupcakes or muffins up to the counter for mommy to buy. And mommy says, no, we just can't afford that. And there you see it is though mommy has stabbed her in the kidney. The child looks it, it, incredibly disappointed. I'm advising my answer. The little girl is not quite old enough for Roy Moore. <laughs> Roy Moore. Right. Not Roy Cooper. There you see well, that. Well, that's what well, we're getting. It's a, it's Joe a, Biden. It's, it's a, right. It's a terrible commercial because the the. It's, it's kind of clumsy. It doesn't really make the point unless you want to go along with the idea. And I guess this exchange I had with this guy, maybe it did make sense because they, conservatives, Republicans, have to believe, and they do believe, and you hear them parrot, although I'm not sure if they really, really believe it, that Democrats and Joe Biden have intentionally done things over the last year and a half to cause inflation, cause food prices to go up, cause gasoline prices to, and of course, Biden wants gas to go up so everyone will buy an electric car next year. Because as you know, there are millions of electric cars sitting on lots just waiting to be bought. But because gasoline's been too low, we haven't been incentivized to do it. They believe this because this is what they're told. Um, and that commercial is so bad, it gives me hope, uh, even though it allows us to, to glide right in to the next wild card. And this is the, the horrible part of American elections, which is we often vote. And because you know many votes are going to be early votes, people vote at the moment. And look at what's going on today and very often shift or make decisions based on current events. And when I mean current events, I mean right now events. In other words, if the price of gasoline where we are jumps back up by a dollar again and we're pushing four dollars again and that's close to election day, that's a killer. That will be 100% attributed to Democratic candidates all over the country, not just here. And uh, apparently, the Republican Party, which has uh, great diplomatic relations with both Russia, because many of them are sympathetic to uh, Russia invading Ukraine and uh, probably are ready to recognize the uh, four parts of Ukraine that Putin just annexed and declared Russian territory. 
um, with the Russians getting closer and closer to the Saudis now, and with uh, OPEC not being defanged quite as much as it used to be, it's actually called OPEC Plus now. OPEC Plus. Okay. Is that like Disney uh, Plus? Yeah, it's like Disney Plus. Do I subscribe to that? Right. It's like what? HBO Max. Right. It's now OPEC Plus. Uh, and uh, they've all decided that they're going to start uh, cutting the amount of oil that they pump. That's going to drive the price back up. And uh, will that immediately translate to higher prices? Yes, instantly. That's how it works. We know <laughs> that. Although, to be fair, they did fall in a consistent manner for, for three months here. But that won't matter. Does right? It doesn't count. It doesn't count. If it's the trajectory. It's the direction on Election Day and leading right up to it. There we go. Um, that could really, really hurt Democrats. I mean, I, I would put you know, gasoline prices uh, right in line, right beside abortion as a deciding factor in driving people to the polls. I think they're, they're, they're kind of equal. Yeah, but um, jo- Joe Biden so and Sherry Beasley bad. want your child not to be able to stuff muffins into their face. I mean, how do you counter well, that? Well, um, I would say something stupid like, you know, if we could just educate people on why prices go up and down, why inflation in the United States is not a full-on production exclusively of a political party. <laughs> the political parties don't control don't control prices, uh, and the rest of the world is experiencing uh, even worse inflation than we have. So. Uh, you can't say that because if you dare say, if you think it's bad here, you should go to blank. Nobody wants to hear that. You can't do that. No, not exactly. Or your, Although it is fair to say that there are a lot of people on the conservative side who are looking at Hungary. That's where they need to go, right? It's heaven over there for some reason. Or yeah, I'm sure the price of gasoline in Hungary is, is uh, you know, 50 cents a gallon. Ah, like, ah, ah, ah. What is the price of freedom? It's 50 cents a gallon. Yeah. There she is. Yeah. She looks but, like, here's take two. Honey, you didn't look disappointed enough about those muffins. Act like your dog just got killed. And action! I love, I love the spot. He's got another one where he's like in a cafeteria or something. I understand, you have to say, the Ted Bund campaign and the geniuses that are running it have built the entire campaign on, let's just not remind anybody he's running. That's what we need to do is to make sure that we don't have Ted anywhere doing anything, and then we'll run a couple of commercials uh, during some football games. I mean, this is a, a, a philosophical question for, for both of us here, and we're not Democratic political consultants. We don't run Sherry Beasley's campaign. No. But we don't produce her uh, commercials or, or decide where the money goes, and, and uh, I don't see that much on social media political i just i just don't end up seeing it for whatever reason but um ted budd is one of the 137 republicans who uh, signed on the uh petition right after january 6th saying that uh the election was stolen from donald trump 137 of them so Ted Budd is an official election denier. Democracy is on the line. There was a riot. There was an attack. There was an assault on the United States Capitol with an attempt to decapitate the government. That's a coup violently. I know, Britt, 
I forgot to mention, did you know there were no guns there? None. None. Not, not Zero. A one. Zero guns. Have you heard this one? They're, they're yeah. really going hard with this one now, which, by the way, it's not true. There were guns there, but and still. there were lots of guns being ready to just funneled in at the drop of a hat. And if you don't count uh, machetes and flagpoles and tear gas, what is it, bear spray they were using? Right. And all that. Those aren't weapons, Brit. Those aren't guns. But um, you, don't even, you can't even chase that one because there were guns. Because the premise itself is flawed. I know. Right. <laughs> so you right. First, you have to argue against the lie, and then you have to go from there. But my question, as it relates to, to us here, is have the Democrats, at least here, decided that there's no value, that no one cares anymore, well. that democracy almost came to a full end on January 6th, 2021, and that the Republican Party and Ted Budd, in particular here, fill in the name of your candidate wherever you live, have uh, stood by and not only not denounced it, not tried to distance themselves from it, but have embraced the general concept of sedition, of treason, of overthrowing things, while at the same time talking about making America great again and returning to some time in the past that never was. They're, 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 they're trying to play it both ways, and by not pointing it out enough, I think they're going to get away with it. And that's the problem. That's why these candidates are way more competitive than they should be. These, these loser horrible candidates all across the board they're not getting their ass kicked the way we think they should i hope we're wrong and i hope on election night or the the next day when when the results are really in that we are pleasantly surprised that the american people were not asleep at the switch that they did respond and that the january 6th hearings that we've seen and is the next one now scheduled for next week is that when the next one is i think that's right yeah. They canceled it from, from this week because of uh, or last because of the hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that it did poke through enough and it did make a difference. And these people can't get away with the lies. They, they can't run to be part of a government about which they do not believe in. We're not going to do that. We're not going to be that country. We're not going to be the banana republic. We're not going to be that. I hope that's true, and I hope that it's impossible to poll that right now. That it just, it just you you can't poll it. Um, Let's do. Um, you want to do something on Elon Musk, and uh, then we'll call it a day. And I'll go see if I can scrub my brain and find a gross of prevagen. That's all right. That's all right. You know what? Just consider yourself just like the uh, the spinning circle of death. Yeah, that's me. You know, except it, it's my it, brain. You know what it made? Se- wait, wait, no, it made sense today that uh, you know when, when when one thing falls off the shelf, everything does, yeah, right? Everything, yeah, it's, it's, everything happened. Uh, All right, you so know, yeah, uh, yesterday when we got done yesterday, after we got done, the news broke that uh, Elon Musk had thrown in the towel and said, "All right, God damn it, I signed the contract. I'm buying the company." I'm going to way overpay for something. It's like somebody who would sign up to buy a Tesla for $500,000 and then wake up the next day. What? I No, it's, it, the car's worth maybe 80. No, sorry. You, you said you said 500. 
you're buying it for $500,000. And that's what happened with Twitter because uh, a lot of folks value Twitter at way, way, not only less than the $54 or so a share that, that he put out for about $40 billion, but uh, they value it way, way, way less than that. To give you an idea of just how small Twitter oh, is I- in terms of the, the money that they, they generate, um, their, their revenues right now, right now, are approximately what Facebook revenues were the very first year Facebook became a public company, what was it, like 10, 12 years ago? In, in, in other, and Twitter's been around as long as Facebook as a, as a stock. And a, so in other words, Twitter has made zero, zero progress. They're nowhere in terms of, hmm. but, but they punch above their weight in terms of uh, influence. Their influence. Yeah. And uh, we, we all await the uh, possibility that uh, the, the Trump uh, get, gets back on there to share his uh, wisdom with us. All right. So uh, after he made the deal, he referred to uh, something called X. I'm committed to creating X. Buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, which he calls the everything app. And he thinks this will speed up X being created here. Here's what X is. I know you're asking. And by the way, he, he grabbed X.com in 1999. And that was his online bank, and it kind of morphed into PayPal, and they pushed him out of PayPal, Peter Thiel and that group. Um, so he's got the X, okay? He's got the Apparently, he must have grown up and listened to a radio station, 96X in Miami or something oh, like that. He thought God. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so X apparently is similar to uh, we, we chat. In China, they have a we W E C H A T we chat, um, and they have hundreds of millions, maybe a billion people on WeChat, and it does everything. It uh, has messaging, it's got uh, browsing social media, uh, you make dinner reservations, you can book Jeez. rides, you can send payments. It's supposed to be the all-in-one app, which, as you can just guess, is designed to drive everyone else out of business. As you know. <laughs> Um, so you combine Facebook and Uber and Instagram and Substack and, and you name it, and that would be X. And he's looking at what they've done over in China as the model here. So um, while we're uh, while we're thinking about you know Twitter and, and Tesla and the rest, he's he is one step ahead of us. So that that is the story. That would be the story here. Um, and no. Uh, I've never owned Twitter stock, so I'm speaking not as somebody who has some kind of bias mm. uh, on this. So X X is is the uh, is the name of it. Right? As someone once said, X going to give it to you. Of course, that guy's dead too. So, no, Britt, remember when I uh, got hired in New York along with my old buddy Mike Warren oh, and right. mornings on WPIX. You remember what their slogan was? Your ex wants you back. Your ex wants you back. Of course, it was EX. Right. Because it was all about uh, uh, appealing to women, which, by the way, a great slogan. But uh, now it's just your ex. Your ex wants you back. So great, uh, great fun there. All right. Listen, listen. Here's the deal. I want you to go home after this Brad and Brit cast. I want you to get a lot of sleep. 
I want yeah. you to, to, oh, to get some sleep. good nutrition. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. All the sleep. Uh, and, and we're going to come back for the next Brad and Brad, and we're oh. going to be razor sharp. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to be on our game. There will be no circle of death. No, no, there'll be no mistaking one piece of shit for a guy who's actually a really good guy. That's right. There's, there'll be that's none of that. Exactly right. We're going to, re- we're going to refund everybody's money for today's show. Don't worry. You will be, it'll be in your account by the time I finish the sentence. <laughs> 